What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Fireside Comics. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Shay. And we are here to talk about the magical things happening in the DC Cinematic Universe right now. We're talking about Shazam. And this is obviously the newest movie in the DC Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, it, it's, in, it's interesting. Um, at the time of this recording, I will say that we have not seen Aquaman yet. Oh, gasp. I know. It's been dun, months. Dun, dun. <laughs> So uh, we uh, we do have plans to watch that. I heard nothing but great things about it, but we do want to review that, and um, probably going to be doing that here soon. But anyway, back to the point. Um, last DC movie that we saw was it Justice League? Really? Yeah, it was Justice League. Gross. Ew. Okay. So um, it's been a while since we've seen a DC movie. Like I said, we missed out on Aquaman, a bunch of reasons, but we saw Shazam. And we are here to talk about it today. We're going to go over all the usual stuff, what we thought about it as a film, uh, what it means for the DC Cinematic Universe going forward, what it brings to the universe, uh, just all kinds of fun stuff. Maybe a little bit of Goldblum's rumors at the end. Maybe. 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 So, uh, <laughs> so let's, let's start out where we usually do and just kind of go over general thoughts about this. Um, I, you know what? Let's hear your thoughts first, Shay. What? What? Tell me, tell me your thoughts about Shazam. I what? Get the pleasure? Yeah, you. You get the pleasure of going first. So yeah, what? What were your uh, just kind of across the board thoughts after seeing Shazam? And I guess mix that if you don't mind. Uh, what? What were your thoughts kind of going into the movie? And then what do you think coming out of the movie? Okay. Well, initially going into the movie, I didn't really have uh, too high of expectations. I know that's a horrible thing to say, but I just kind of went in with just a clear head, just ready to see whatever I was going to see. Right. Um, just as far as some of the media and some of the um, advertisements they've had for the movie, it mm-hmm. just kind of gave me that vibe that it was going to be like a family, fun, friendly, happy-go-lucky right. kind of movie. So right. I kind of went in with that, just not expecting anything too monumental to happen okay and i would say coming out of the movie i wasn't disappointed at all i was pleasantly surprised it was a fun movie um it had a little corny cliche moments in my opinion that i thought was like well, of course okay but i think overall I, I felt like it was a fun movie it was a good movie i thought it was uh just something different that we've seen from uh dc mm-hmm. so i just think it's i, I liked it okay overall. cool so yeah, I agree. This was a very fun movie. I definitely enjoyed it. I was entertained. Uh, now, I went in with different expectations than I have for previous DC movies for a couple reasons. One, I'm going to be just full disclosure out there. Shazam, originally known as Captain Marvel, for those who care about that kind of thing, uh, I'm... I'm not well versed in the history of Shazam, like I would be somebody like Batman or Superman or you know any anybody like that. Yeah. So, so I can't speak from personal knowledge on a vast history that the character has, and the character does have a vast history in the comics. Um, but outside of that, well, I guess I should say that partially kind of like didn't really. I don't know if I should should say I wasn't hyped for this movie, but there wasn't 
the whole kind of excited, I can't wait to see this. Oh, I can't wait to see all these little things that are going to be in there. Yeah. On top of that, as a lot of people would probably agree with, DC movies kind of left a bad taste in my mouth after Justice League. And by the way, that has no reason, that's not even close to a reason why we didn't see Aquaman. But uh, <laughs> I was very surprised by this movie. I think that, kind of like what you were saying, the marketing of this movie was done really well because it advertised the movie that was made. Mm-hmm. This was a, fa- a family movie, a fun movie. Um, it was a very funny movie, had a huge amount of humor in it. I think, I think that it worked. I think what they did worked. I think, I think they made a good movie. It was, they, they, they expanded, they hit the high points of what we know about Shazam's lore from the comics. And it seems like they're focusing a little bit more on the new 52 side, like the newest version of Shazam than they right. are the old version. Um, but like any kind of adaptation, they're going to pick and choose things from all over that they want to do. I feel like they did a really good job of building the world and building the lore of not only magic, but Shazam, but they also did it with Dr. Zavanna. Mm-hmm. Well, it was doctor, right? Yeah. Dr. Yeah, Zavanna. Doctor, yeah. Uh, I don't think she was a doctor. Did they ever say in the movie? I don't think they did. Doctor of pain. He's the doctor of evil. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought it was cool that we got to see the backstory for him like we did. Right. Um, it, it was a little bit more, I don't know really why I can say this, but I, I didn't expect to really get a fleshed out like villain in this movie. Yeah. So you were just thinking like they would just show a villain and then we just, here's the bad guy. Yeah. Or we'd yeah. get some kind of like, or we'd get some kind of like exposition from Shazam, like the, the one that gave Billy Batson his powers. Like, hey, this is what's happening you, you know, I, I don't know. I thought we'd get some kind of expo- exposition. So I was pleasantly surprised with what they did showing us uh, the backstory for the villain. Uh, Mark Strong, as always, is great in the roles that he does. He's always he, fun to watch. And you know, like, he's got to love doing these comic book movies because he keeps coming back for them. Mm-hmm. Like, it, what was it? Kick-Ass. Uh, Kingsman. He, Kingsman. Um, Kingsman. Who was he in Kingsman? No, he was a good guy in Kingsman. Oh, but, but he's coming but, back. Yes, yes, yeah. sorry. My mind is on villains because that's what he's played a lot of. Sinestro, he was a villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's cool is that we'll get into this more on the spoiler side, but I think that this role had more for him to do and more potential for his character than, let's say, Sinestro did in Green Lantern. Right. There was a whole huge setup there, but there wasn't really... He was a major side character that they wanted to build up into a future character. Mm-hmm. Didn't work because the movie failed, blah, 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 reasons. But basically, this room gave his... He had a character that had room to grow and had room to do things. And I, I think Mark Strong's a great actor anyway. Yeah. Um, so I think there was a lot of good things in this. And all around, I thought... I think the cast was in general, pretty good for what they did. Because you got to remember, the thing about this character is that he's a kid. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a 15-year-old kid that has more or less, I'm probably going to get some hate from this, but he's got pretty similar powers to Superman in a, in a bunch of different respects. Mm-hmm. Like there's been times in the comics where it's like at certain times Shazam is just as powerful as Superman, mm-hmm. if not more powerful, depending on the writer and the situation as always. But... I thought it was really cool what they were able to do with the fact that this is a 15-year-old kid that can fly and shoot electricity out of his hands and run faster than anybody around except maybe Flash. But I just feel like they did a really good job, like especially with the way that you know Billy acts when he gets these powers or even 
even uh, his brother, which I'm not even sure. I honestly don't know if I can remember. Freddie. Freddie, that was mm-hmm. his name, right? Freddie, yeah. So Freddie and Billy, uh, two of the main characters in the movie, both kids. And I loved the way that they were acting about all this stuff. And I loved seeing Freddie and all his fanboyisms about, like, all the superheroes and yeah. stuff. It was It was really cool. Like, I mean, if superheroes were real i would be just like freddie as far as my passion for what they are and what they i mean i am right now anyway i mean right behind you on the wall i've got a shrine to batman it's definitely a very admirable thing you can see he admires these characters so it's something that evidently comes out as he's talking to billy about it yeah yeah you see that a lot definitely um so yeah i mean i just i thought um there was a couple of things that we can get into as we get in more into the discussion that i had a you know a couple of little critiques about uh you know some cgi here and there and just some some things i do agree with you it was kind of cheesy at times a little corny but like i said i kind of think it fits with what they were doing it's not i don't think either one of us is saying it's necessarily a a bad thing it just kind of it was different to see that in a superhero movie because mm. normally when you get like cheesiness and corniness in superhero movies, it's all these adults and you're like, why is this so corny right now? Or but- it's or it's a movie like Sky High, for example, where <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be kind of like, come yeah. on. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, granted, for the record, I like Sky High. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I said, overall, I just thought it was it was really good. Um not the best superhero movie ever. I Man of Steel is still my favorite in the DC movies so far. The current universe they're doing anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Shazam, Shazam is really good. It's it's up there. It's definitely better than Suicide Squad. Definitely better than Justice League. Um, and it, I, th- you know, I feel like, I'm gonna let you take it for a little bit here because I'm, I'm starting to get so many thoughts wrapped up in my head that I feel like if I'm just gonna keep going and going and going. But yeah, I'm right there with you. I feel like they really set out. And they accomplished making the movie they wanted to make. I mean, because granted it is, it does have those corny moments, like you said, or like we both said, (laughs) have those corny moments. But ultimately, I feel like it is a movie that everyone could enjoy Mm -hmm. and get something out of. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of, also the thing that I didn't expect to get coming into this movie was just some of the interactions, not only with the characters, but how they made me feel. And... Just granted, like you, I didn't know a lot of the Shazam backstory before I went into this movie. I know the character. Mm-hmm. I know the powers, but I don't know, honestly, a lot of the lore. Like, who is this guy? Exactly. I don't yeah. know his I don't know his origin, all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I didn't know what to expect going into it. But it's like just at the end of it, just seeing really the some of the lessons I think they wanted you to learn. Mm-hmm. I really feel like. I think it really did accomplish. I don't want to ruin anything just yet, but I feel like it's kind of, it did really hit me in the feels a little bit, a little bit more than I expected it to at some points. Well, no, I, I agree. I think, it, I definitely think it had a good message and I, I feel like we can probably expand on that a little bit here. Um, I mean, cause it was kind of like, uh, I don't know, I guess, I guess, let me ask you this, like expand on that a little bit. Like if you had to pick like, well, I would which, say which, like, which message I guess resonated with you the most. Well, I was just a message of family. Yeah, I mean, it's like how do we define our family? They were. I got to be honest. That that uh, the mom and dad of that family, cool parents. Like literally, like some. I want to hang out with them. Yeah, they seem like cool, like good people. Yeah, and it's like in the climate, in the world we live in right now, it's good just to see good people. Right. Even if it's in a fictional setting, just mm-hmm. seeing good people. 
and um you know just really defining those roles of what what family means to people mm-hmm. and how we how we are structured to think it's one thing but really family is what you make it yeah and i really think that just this movie kind of it, it, it kind of honed in on that a little bit i feel I'm going to go a little nerd here and throw a Matrix quote at you. Oh, boy. That, that kind of goes with what you were just saying. So in, uh, in the Matrix Revolutions, um, I don't remember the guy's name, but when Neo is trapped in, he's in, he's in between the real world and the, the Matrix, and there's a program trying to smuggle his daughter into the Matrix, and Neo's surprised that machines can feel love, and mm-hmm. this guy's like, but love is just a word. What matters is the connection it implies. Mm-hmm. That's sort of that's sort of the thought that I got the way you were describing the whole thing about family and how for a lot of people it means one specific thing, but for many other people it could mean something very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, I think that that is a I think they did a really good job. I agree with you that they hit that they they kind of drove that message home really well in this film. Yeah, because you got to remember that at the start of this film. Billy Batson is an orphan, mm-hmm. and without going into details, he doesn't really know his his true family. He doesn't know his biological family, and he ends up in this home with a few other orphans and two adults that are taking care of them all, who themselves were both orphans mm-hmm. when they were young, and there's a lot of that. I personally can't relate to this because I, 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 I'm not an orphan, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I, so I can't relate to that side of the message, but I can totally relate to the whole family being there, there for each other. And, you know, when the family is loving and caring, what they can do together is is pretty powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that message was handled very well. Yeah, and also I think even if, like, I can't necessarily relate to being an orphan either. However, mm-hmm. I can relate to being maybe rejected, feeling unwanted, feeling... Like, I'm not, someone doesn't want me. You know, especially someone that you feel like is supposed to love you, care for you, be there for you, support you. Right. And when you're wanting that and you're not getting it, I think that's something that anybody mm-hmm. who is a human being can relate to. And granted, even if you're not an orphan, it's like you know what it feels like to just be rejected. Yeah. Well, to feel like you're being rejected. Right, right. So... Yeah, and I think that that, what you're saying too, kind of goes along with the, I don't know that it's necessarily a different theme or message, but the the sort of, let's just call it a little rift that starts, a little, little bit of a rift that happens between Billy and Freddie mm-hmm. is kind of a whole, it's kind of that whole thing where it's like, are you my family? Are you here for me? Like, what what is, like, do you see me right now? Like, am I even here to you? Like, I, I really like the back and forth between Freddie and Billy, I mean, I've no, what if haven't we seen one of them in something before? I feel like we've seen Freddie in something. Maybe. But regardless, I don't really have uh, a lot of experience seeing these guys. I, oh, Freddie was in uh he was in it. That's right. So, uh yeah, okay. So basically, I, off the top of my head, that's all that I've seen him in is it and Shazam. I don't recall a lot about him from it other than he i'm pretty positive he was one of the ones that was throwing the the lewd jokes around at all the all his friends and stuff Mm -hmm. but uh i thought that he and uh the guy that played billy batson let me get their names so i don't sound like an idiot um we had angel i'm sorry asher angel asher angel Ooh, that's quite a name 
<laughs> so Asher Angel is Billy Batson and uh, Jack Dylan Grazer as Freddie Freeman. I thought the two of them, they they were great together. I really loved the back and forth between them. I think that the story being built around their relationship was a really good choice for the movie. Um, and uh, yeah, it just gets back to what I was saying about the characters. It, it was a mix of the characters and the actors. I, I think that the characters were written well. I think the actors were able to play well with what they were given. And while we're talking about that, Zachary Levi, mm-hmm. I thought he was great as Shazam. He was. He was hilarious. And, you know, it's like, a, it's you could tell that he had a lot of fun with it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, imagine that somebody comes up to you and they're like, hey, Shay, we want to offer you a role where you get to be this superhero but you're just the version when he has powers. Really, though, your character is a 15-year-old kid. You'd be like, fuck yeah, that sounds fun. Let's do it. It's kind of like getting to do all... I mean, I guess this is what the actors do that are playing superheroes all the time anyway. They're kind of... If they were into that kind of stuff when they were kids, they are you know, living their kind of fantasy of being that superhero. Right. But But not only did he get to do it as an actor, he got to do it as a character, too. Mm -hmm. And that just seems like a lot of fun to me. Oh, yeah. You can see that. You're right. He absolutely had fun with with his role, I think. Yeah, definitely. I think you can see that in his delivery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really good. So, yeah. uh, I don't know if I have much more to go on non-spoilers. So I'll just end it here with my recommendation or not. I would recommend this movie. Uh, I, I think that what worked best about this as far as based off of Aquaman and from my own experience seeing Shazam, it seems as if DC is trying to make each one of their movies within its own tone and its own kind of setting in a sense where, you know, at first uh, Zack Snyder had control of all the characters that were being introduced. Mm -hmm. And whether you like that or not, the fact is they're all being introduced under the same vision. And I don't, Regardless of what I thought about those movies, I don't know if that's the best way to approach a shared universe kind of thing. You know, that's almost like telling one comic book writer to, here, we need you to create our next 15 biggest heroes. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it spread it out a little bit. Give different people some visions. Let people, let people do that character within the realm that that character normally lives in so that it doesn't feel like you're trying to make it something it's not. Yeah, because I don't think that Shazam would have fit in Justice League. Like, no. <laughs> you know, it's not that kind of It would not have. Feel. Like, like uh, in Justice League, The Flash and Aquaman were definitely the, the comedic relief. And it worked. They're, for, for what they were doing with their characters, it worked. But Shazam, uh, Shazam in Justice League would have been like Deadpool in Infinity War. Yeah. It yeah, it'd be cool as shit to see, but <laughs> it's not really the tone we're going for exactly. right here. Yeah. So, uh I like I said, I recommend it. Uh if you like good family fun movies, if you like superhero movies, if you like I would even say if you like the old Christopher Reeve Superman movies, there are a little bits of this. I don't know if I can point to any specific things where it's like that right there is Superman. But there are the the feel of this movie feels a lot like those old Superman movies. You know what I mean? I can see what you're saying. Yeah. So if you if you like that, go for it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, any last thoughts from you before we get into those juicy spoilers? Let's do it. Oh, time for those spoils, baby. Spoiler alert! Spoiler Major alert. spoilers. Well, here we are, and you have been warned. Spoiler territory, Shay. 
let's get into this. There's 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 some stuff. I'm gonna say before we even get into any details, there is some stuff that I thought they weren't gonna do that I was excited to see them do. Mm-hmm. There was some stuff that I was confused as shit about until I had looked it up on the internet after uh-huh. we got home. <laughs> and uh, there were some things that I was kind of hoping they would drop some hints for that they didn't really. So let's kind of get into all these little things. We're talking about spoilers. What's the first thing that comes to your mind that you want to talk about? The first thing that just kind of, like I'm sitting in a theater, I'm watching this movie, I'm enjoying myself, but I'm thinking the entire time, Billy is a dick. Like he is (laughs) a dick. He was, he was. Okay, so you have the idea that you have an orphan child Man, it's like an unfortunate situation. You see all he's running away from foster home, foster home just because he doesn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. He believes I can take care of myself. I don't need these people. My mom is waiting on me somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go find her. Mm-hmm. And it's like you 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 want to feel for this kid because it's like even his uh, foster dad even mentioned, why are you looking for someone who isn't even looking for you? Exactly. And that's the same thing I was thinking. It was like, you have, this kid is 14 and a half, actually, going on 15. And his mom has never looked for him. And it's like, I'm thinking, okay, she's going to be dead or what's going to happen. And, you know, but he ha- has it in his head. I'm going to find her. I'm, I'm adamant about this. Mm-hmm. You guys can't tell me anything. And then you finally get to the point where you he makes this connection with his mom or his biological. Tries to. His, right, his <laughs> biological mom. And... It's like you feel bad for that situation. Yeah. But throughout the entire duration of the movie, he's treating Freddie like crap. He's treating his false appearance like crap. He's even the moments where he's, he's treating his brothers and sisters like crap. Yeah, it's like even the, the sweet little sweet little Annie. Yeah. She's like, Oh, I just want to give you a hook. And well, she's well, the one we're not really related to each other. She's the one that you said was on uh This she's Is in Us. This right? Is Us, yeah. The yeah, younger yeah. daughter in This Is Us. Yeah. And um, it's just the entire time I'm like I don't I don't really like this kid like I don't I don't want to hang I don't I don't I'm sorry I don't feel sorry for you but yeah. it's like, and it wasn't it even Freddie like uh, I think it was when they were sitting on the steps where where uh, Billy's like man it's such a great view I could totally see why Rocky would want to trade so hard to get to the top of these steps uh-huh. like I think it was when they were sitting up funny moment by the way I just thought I'd throw that out there but um. I think it was when they were sitting there that Freddie even said, you're being a dick or something. Mm-hmm. Like, Freddie called him out on it multiple times. Yeah. Uh, but he specifically called him a dick the one time. And I remember, like, I think by that point, you had already told me, Billy is such a dick. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I mean, because it's like, yes, everyone has gone through terrible situations, mm-hmm. you know, one extreme to the next. However, it's like, this kid is only 14 and a half. We're going to say he's 15 just mm-hmm. for sake of rounding he's 15 years old and it's like he has a chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. understandably so but it's like you you genuinely have people that he's connected with now in this foster home mm-hmm. who just seem like good people they are good people and it's like you know appearances can be deceiving sometimes but it's like it's like he's not even giving them a chance mm-hmm. he's not even trying to build with these people you have these kids who are trying to some of them are trying to welcome him welcome him in. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, nah, I'm getting out of here soon. So I'll let you guys do what you're going to do and I'll be out of here. Yeah. And it's like, it was almost a, ref- it was refreshing to see 
Zachary Levi pop on the screen. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> at Shazam. Yeah. Because it's like, I just want to like kick this kid in the shin. Like, get over yourself. Right. Jeez. And see, that's what I think. I think, again, I don't know a huge amount about Billy Batson from the long history of comics that he's got. So I can't speak to what they did to his character in translating it for the ad- adaptation. But what I will say is that him being a dick like he was led really nicely into the whole family message that I think mm-hmm. they were trying to do. Like yeah. they did do when you get to the part where uh, it was definitely past the halfway point or something where the rest of the family, all the other uh, the brothers and sisters walk in and they're like, Billy, we found your mom. Mm-hmm. Like here's the address. It's like, they know you're a dick. They know you don't want to be here, but they already see you as family. They're helping you. Exactly. They, they know this is what you want, regardless of whether it's going to help you uh, find your mom that's going to live with you forever or you're going to find somebody that doesn't want a part, uh, a part, to be a part of your life, regardless of the outcome, they're trying to help you because they know that's what you want. And, and even that's in, family. And even in that situation, he was still being a dick because nope. he didn't say thank you, nope. first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh my, he didn't say, oh my God, God you know, it's none of that no surprise. Hug, no group or, hug. Oh, thanks, man. It's men, you, know, you guys are the best. Blah, 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 I don't need a mom now. I've got you. You know, and it's like, it's <laughs> annoying because it's like, you're looking, you, you want I wanted to know who his mom was like mm-hmm. ma'am where are you right but it's like man just getting there was a challenge because Billy I might come a little bit more now but initially <laughs> initially that kid oh man yeah yeah so what did you think about at the end of the film when all the brothers and sisters get Shazam's powers also and they become they're not. I doubt they're going to call them this, but mm-hmm. they—that's the Marvel family. That's what they were in the comics yeah. back in the day. I don't care if that's what they're called or whatever. I honestly didn't expect them to do that in this movie. I was—I figured they were going to do that down the road if they made a sequel, which, by the way, one's already been greenlit. Um, I figured there would be the the family there with all the powers. Mm-hmm. I really did not expect them to do that in this one. Yeah. Um, I. It wasn't a bad thing. I don't think it was necessarily... It didn't feel forced. It didn't feel rushed. Mm -hmm. Um, It was kind of... It fit with what they were doing in that moment. Um, So I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, The only complaint that I had about it was that there were certain times where it was like... Like, you remember how Mark Ruffalo looked in Infinity War when when the... the, Hulkbuster armor opened up and it's like, wow, it looks like (laughs) they just kind of copy-pasted his face on there. There was one or two moments where... It was hard to tell if that thing, if it, it was like, it was almost looked like their bodies were CGI or maybe the suits were CGI like yeah. Zod's was in Man of Steel mm-hmm. and something about it didn't line up with their necks right. It yeah, was, the motion was, like, was a little bit off. It was like it a split like. second and you'll miss it kind of thing. Right. But it was like, there was one or two times, especially on, what's the guy's name uh, that was Freddy? When Adam Brody. Adam Brody. He's the one I noticed it on first, I think, after they all turned uh, Shazam powered and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Again, tiny little thing. This is a nitpick, but it was one of those things where I was like, oh, God, there's that neck thing again. Yeah, like, well, at the end, when I saw them all transform into the family, I thought it was kind of fun. It mm-hmm. kind of, if I'm being honest, it kind of fed into that whole corny thing to me a little bit. It's like, oh, of course, they're all going to all get superpowers <laughs> right now. But uh, I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun little thing to throw in there. And I, I mean, he at the core of it, he's a 15-year-old kid. He doesn't know what to do with this crap. Mm-hmm. He just bring all my friends or my, all my family to help me figure this stuff out. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it kind of fits with 
his character and how they built him, I feel, in the movie. And he just finally, to have all the and you have Freddie who's like the expert, yeah. if you will. So I thought it was cool also because it like it was basically like Billy Yeah, he needed them for that battle. He needed some help. But at the same time he made that choice, like, you know, nobody was giving him that option. Hey, you can he didn't even know, I don't think, that he could give his powers to them. Yeah. Um because the way that they were the way that they were going through everything, they made it seem like Zavanna wanted to take the powers literally so that Billy would not have them anymore. Mm -hmm. That's the impression I was getting from the way he kept describing it. So it makes me wonder, like, if if he had said Shazam while Zavanna was holding the staff, would would that have just been an evil Shazam now and then also still have Shazam? I mean, whatever. It's a tiny little thing. But that that part kind of surprised me. Um, I want to throw a random question at you. Mm Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is more for fun than anything else. We were talking about after we saw it how it's interesting how bad guys always almost instinctively know how to use their powers, yep. and bad guys take about half of a movie to figure out one or two of their powers. Mm-hmm. So I'll do you even one better and ask, how did all the other brothers and sisters know how to use all their powers instantly when they got the Shazam abilities? I don't think they knew how to use all of their powers, actually. I feel like... You're probably right. Yeah, I feel like at the very end, I think there was like that, maybe that instinct, or you may be just moving because you're like um, Megan Good's character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's like, oh my God, I can run super fast. And yeah. it's just one of those things Like she probably tried to move out of the way. Mm-hmm. And with doing that, she realized, oh my God, I'm all the way on the other side of the street kind yeah, of thing. I can see that. So, I, But I don't think they fully knew how to use their powers. <laughs> I think they had like one or two good ones and it was like, that's it. Right, right. Yeah. It was pretty funny though. I, li- I liked seeing her, like she got so caught up in that super speed ability. That's like mm-hmm. all she kept doing for a minute. And then I, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like there was a part where because basically they're fighting the seven deadly sins mm-hmm. and there are, I think there were six of them total of the family members, right? Mm-hmm. And she was fighting one of them. I don't remember which which one of the sins, but she's fighting one of them. And I, I if I remember correctly, it was like he'd try to attack her and she would just zip around. And then he'd turn around and try to attack her and she'd just zip around. Like mm-hmm. she was just kept doing circles around him for a minute just because... God, I can move fast and stuff. Right. So again, just going into that whole kids having superpowers and what would they do with it and how would they react to it. But it was pretty cool. I mean, even even the other characters, like when you had uh, you had the one brother um, when the the Ferris wheel starts falling down mm-hmm. and he runs up and he tries to grab. It was I I it reminded me of when in Man of Steel he goes to stop that oil rig from falling over in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Just the way he went up and tried to start. Saving it. It probably wasn't really a reference to that. I just saw that. Yeah. But I like it how he's like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it. And then he starts holding. He's like, oh, my God, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what was your – I'm curious what you thought about the seven deadly sins because we didn't really talk about them after we saw the movie. I have, a, I have an issue with the CGI, but, again, that has nothing to do with whether I like the movie or not. Um, but what did you think about the use of the seven deadly sins within the movie and just as kind of a villain? Because I guess really they were, you could say technically they were the villain mm-hmm. and Zavanna was just the puppet. Yeah, he was like the host. He was kind will. of like the Loki to the sins Thanos. Oh, God, no. We're, <laughs> we're talking about DC right now, Chris. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm sorry. But, uh, but yeah, what'd you think of them? I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a different take. Um, I thought I thought it was fun 
and very interesting that you could look at the sins and mm-hmm. kind of know which one was which, even without them saying which one was which. Not all of them, mm-hmm. but some of them. It's like, oh, yep, that's gluttony right there. Gluttony was gross as hell when it yeah. opened its mouth. Right? It was so like its, its like, whole body was a mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's like you could you could see those kind of – I think that was a really good um, job by the um, by the design team. And I thought it was um, – I thought it was a different kind of take, I feel like. I thought it was a cool take on – how to present the seven deadly sins. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say that I thought it was a little weird how he ended up pulling envy out of Zavanna to get all of them out of him. So he wouldn't have powers. Mm-hmm. It's like, it felt, a, it felt a little bit too convenient that that was how it worked. Like if these are okay, let's imagine this is all real for a second. And I mean, I guess from Zavanna's point of view, it would make sense I'm not even sure if he realized that he only had abilities when they were in him. I'm sure he did, but mm-hmm. it's like, was he was he making the choice to keep one of them inside so that he had his powers while the others were out? Or it just, it seemed a little weird to me the way Shazam was able to coax Envy out. Like, I get it. Envy is Envy. And he's mm-hmm. playing off of, you're, you're probably jealous because all of these other sins are out here to play and they're not bringing you out. But I it's like, it's kinda... was, that, was that really them or was that... Like, I, I don't know. It seemed a little weird, but at the same time, I'm not going to take off really any points for that. But I thought it was kind of ironic how that was the last one that was in him. I mean, literally his entire goal was to be Shazam. Mm-hmm. And it's like, of course, that's the last seven deadly sin that's left in him at the very end. He's envious of yeah. Shazam. That, that's actually a good point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I mean, it's like he's a hater. Yeah, that's true. His whole life has just been hating either himself or someone else because they have what he doesn't have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I can see that. So yeah, I guess th- thematically that works. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I can logically wrap my head around <laughs> why, in a real world sense, envy was still in there. <laughs> but whatever, you know, it's cool. Um, when he holds the dearest. <laughs> So before we get off of the the seven deadly sins, the only thing that bugged me about them was how they're obviously they're CGI creatures. Um, CGI I thought was pretty good, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, I thought it was weird. I got the impression that they did all of the CGI for the sins mm-hmm. before they had anybody come in and do voices for them because none of their mouths moved when they talked. That's true. Now. You could really, this is all nitpick shit. I just want to reiterate, this is all nitpick shit. It's not a bad movie because the seven deadly sins don't move their mouths. Um, To me, as soon as I saw that, the first thought in my head was, I think that, I wonder if that's a result of them finishing CGI, then getting voices in and not wanting to spend more money to go back and make the mouths match the words. Who cares if that's what happened? That's just what the thought that went through my mind. I do I do have to say it kind of bugged me a little bit that their mouths weren't moving. I don't it's 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 always weird to me when there's a character that right there on its face it has a fucking mouth. <laughs> and when it talks that mouth doesn't move. Like that's strange to me. It's so weird. Like it would have been if if they had maybe like had it to where all their mouths were like closed shut somehow, but they could still telepathically only speak with Zavanna. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. But it just, it kind of bugs me when that kind of stuff happens. It's just one of those things that I can't seem to just like, come on mouth move. 
or when the words like don't imagine, match with the uh, mouth. Yeah, it's like it's like imagine imagine how you would feel if a ventriloquist came up to talk to you and did their ventriloquist thing, but they didn't have a dummy with them. I'd probably walk away. You'd be like, "Why isn't your mouth moving?" No, I'd probably walk <laughs> away. <laughs> oh man. But uh, yeah, so that's my thoughts on the sins. Um, I I liked the action in this movie, and I also liked seeing the way that they portrayed his abilities. Mm -hmm. So, for example, uh, I liked how you could see the little yellow streak behind him whenever he did the super speed from Mm -hmm. the from the electricity bolt on his chest. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. Um, I also thought it was it was nice because it was a very very different way of showing his super speed visually than it is the flash right i the the battle that him and zavanna had flying through the city was very reminiscent of man of steel when he's fighting zod Mm -hmm. but i think one of my favorite parts when they were fighting was when they're in the streets and they're up they're floating up in the sky and zavanna (laughs) starts zavanna starts in with his whole you will rue this day. This is the day that I take the Shazam powers. And then it cuts over to Shazam and he's like, you can, from his perspective, he can't hear Zavanna. There's nothing. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, he's giving that cliche villain speech. He's like, are he's you like, just giving like a bad guy speech? All I see is your mouth move. Like, Screw this. Let's do this. And he just runs into his hack. Him. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. Yeah, that's what, yeah, I like those kind of things <laughs> they threw in there. So in that sense, I think, um, I think that can easily be, easily be classified as a meta joke because it's, you know, that's the kind of shit. It's like you don't really hear people talk about that, but it's like I even like – sorry, Matrix is on my mind because we did a, an episode uh, recently about the 20th anniversary, but the same thing even happens in that fight when at the, at the end of Revolutions, you know, mm-hmm. it not only are they hundreds and hundreds of yards apart while they're in the air, but it's raining, the hardest rain that's ever happened in the world – and they can hear each other from a mile away. Mm-hmm. It's just—it's funny when you think about how that's not how shit works, right? <laughs> and I, I loved seeing them call that out in this movie. So that was really fun. Now jumping back to Doctor Zavanna for a quick minute. Yes, I will say the strongest of marks. Oh God! I will say <laughs> this: his family, man, oh man. I would probably be a villain too if that was my family. Oh yeah. Like his dad is literally a piece of shit. Yep. His brother is a tiny piece of shit like underneath the dad. But no less stinky. But exactly. <laughs> and it's just like jeez. Yeah. It's like wow. It's like I couldn't imagine being a child living in a home or being around family members, particularly uh, a parent. Mhm. Literally talking to you like you're just some random Piece of person shit. off the street, yeah, or just like not even a per like like you're their enemy yeah. almost, and it's just like wow. And, and the sad thing is, like going back to this whole thing about family or whatever, mm-hmm. that's the realization for a lot of people, and it's unfortunate. It sucks and it's terrible, but it's like wow. You really see that there are some terrible parents out here. Yep, you know there are. And but just to kind of see it again tenfold because you got the Dr. Zavanna's family sucks balls mm-hmm. and then you got uh Billy's his mom and dad suck balls. Yeah. So it's like, well, biologically. And it's like, man, really the, maybe Dr. I just realized what you got? What maybe you got? Dr. Zavanna just needed a hug. Probably. I mean, that's really all any bad guy needs. Just I mean, a couple of hugs. Just some love. Yeah. But I mean, did you like, was that like a, 
Did that bother you at all? Like just to see how? Oh, his family was like huge dicks. Like when he, when he, uh, if that's what you're asking me about, did that bother me? So like when he, when I didn't even realize at first until he threw him out the window that that was his brother. Like at first, cause, I mean, because you got to remember, like this is years later in the story, so they're both adults now. Mm-hmm. Um, my first thought when he's walking towards his dad at the board table and the brother pulls his chair, he like kind of slides his chair out like, you got to go through me to get to him. It's like, I should have realized it then, but I, I guess I just thought that was like some corporate stooge that's like, you can't be in here, burr, 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 burr. Mm-hmm. But he throws him out the window and then I, all of a sudden it hits me. That was his fucking brother. Mm-hmm. And then what did he do? He, uh, he fed his dad to greed. Yeah. 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 That'll fucking happen. And it's like, it's for you to be a parent and to blame, like, just for the viewers out there who maybe haven't seen it, you should be watching, you shouldn't be listening to this if you haven't seen the movie. Yeah, but- yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> go Pause, go see the movie, come, come back, back, press play, continue. But <laughs> if you're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So just to give you some context, at the very beginning of the movie, uh, Dr. Zavanna, he's in the backseat, he's a small boy. I think it was uh, like 1975, somewhere around there the year. Yeah, I don't remember. He's in the back of the car with his uh, brother and his uh, dad. His mm-hmm. dad's in the front seat driving and his brother's in the passenger seat. Right. His brother's uh, probably like maybe 10 or 15 years older than him, maybe give or take even. And as he's in the car, he gets the vision from the wizard. Mm-hmm. And he gets uh, teleported to the the lair the rock cave, of eternity the rock of eternity that's what it is the mm-hmm. rock of eternity where um the wizard is looking for an heir mm-hmm. he's looking for someone to take over his magic if you will yeah and uh he's looking for a very specific good-hearted clean person mm-hmm. and dr savannah comes in as a little boy he uh assesses him and he's like he realizes that he's tempted by the seven deadly sins Mm -hmm. so he's like well you're not the one so he sends him back because and doctors you can in that moment you can see that dr zavon has been looking for a purpose like his life has just been he's just been floating by he's Mm -hmm. looking for something he finally gets this offer from the wizard and it's like here's my chance to really be something wizard says you're not good enough sends him back and he's back with these his shitty family, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh my god, where was I? And he, it, all of it, uh, his his dad and his brother don't see any of this. This is all Doctor Zavanna's own experience, right? And as he's in the car, he gets back here after this vision. He's like, I got to get back here. I got to get back to that wizard. I got to get back to that uh, rock of eternity. I got to back to that cave. Mm-hmm. And he's in the backseat, freaking out, causes an accident. And with causing the accident, he causes his, well, with him going into a stir, it causes the other people in the car to get riled up also. Mm-hmm. And because of that, an accident happens. Mm-hmm. Now, I wouldn't say that is necessarily his fault. Maybe no. he should have been a little chill, but it's not his fault. And Especially considering the car stopped before the truck hit them. Exactly. Yeah. And so really it was the dad's fault for not moving and for driving incorrectly. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) for not watching the road. Exactly. (laughs) But it's like just to put in in that accident caused dad to be paralyzed. He's in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. for after that accident and to put that blame on a child. I couldn't imagine scar the shit out of that kid. I, I couldn't imagine you're already in a shitty family. And then on top of that, you're blaming me for you not being able to walk ever again. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, you are going out the window. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like the sad thing is, like typically you see um, a family member killing or. I guess commanding someone else to kill a family member of their own. You're like, oh my god, that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Literally, when his brother and dad both died, I was like, well, guess they had that coming. <laughs> I mean, that'll happen, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it was. It is weird because it's like, yes, Zavana is a villain. What he's doing is crazy. I, and what's interesting too is like, did they did they really go into what he wanted to do? If he got Shazam's powers, no, or he I, just he just wanted the power. I think he just wanted it. Yeah. So, not really sure if he was going for world domination or whatever. I mean, it probably you get those seven deadly sins in your brain and Shazam powers. It probably would have led somewhere like mm-hmm. that. But um, he is a villain. He is a dick. He is the guy that's got to be stopped. But he, I don't know if he was justified per se in literally feeding his family to sins. But they deserved some kind of shit because they were some horrible people. <laughs> True. So, you know, but yeah, that was really good stuff. And like I said at the beginning when we were talking non-spoilers, like I, I really liked how much development uh, Zavanna got. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's like, um, and, and this is, again, this is one of the core things that I thought was wrong with Justice League. Outside of anything that, you know, story or characters or whatever, the villain in that movie was non-existent. Mm-hmm. Like, you cannot just say, this guy's a bad guy, he's coming for you, fight. Right. That's what Justice League did. That's why I didn't give a fuck about Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. I thought that this character was cool. Not that I care about him to see him live to fight another day or not, but I'm interested to see what's going to happen with his character as the movie right. goes on. Whereas how, how is this conflict between him and Billy going to escalate? And why is, you know, why is that happening the way it is? Yeah, so that, you know, for sure it's not over. Yeah. So that, that was fun to watch, you know, just all around. It was good. But, um, going from there, let's talk about the stuff that we didn't have any fucking clue about. Was it Mr. Mind? Mr. Mind. Mr. Mind, yeah. So this is something that, again, you know, I've, I'm not well versed in the history of lore uh, for um, Shazam, Billy Batson, the Marvel family, that kind of stuff. But we see the first time we see Mr. Mind is when Zavanna goes. Was it when Zavanna went or when Billy went? Zavanna. So Zavanna, in the very beginning, he goes, he's checking out all the different relics and the stuff. He doesn't know where he is at the Rock of Eternity. And we see a little glass container that has a, like a worm looking thing in mm-hmm. it. It's like a little caterpillar almost. Yeah, yeah. And it was like a, it was basically like a tiny, super tiny little jar sized terrarium or whatever. And I, it was weird because like the first thing that I thought when they did that, I was like, well, I'm sorry. Let me let me say this. When they showed that during the the opening scene with Zavanna, I I just took it as oh, okay. This is just they're showing various relics. This is mm-hmm. like this is like when uh you know we first saw Odin's vault and Thor, and they're showing all these relics. Right. They're not going to tell us what they are. Here they are, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's what I wrote that off as. Then Zavanna shows up years later as an adult, found his way back there, and takes the seven deadly sins. And fucks up the whole place, mm-hmm. basically. And the next time we see that little terrarium, it's a very close-up shot of it, and it's broken, and there's nothing in it. Yeah. Now, me not knowing the history of the character like I do for some others, I had no 
I knew there was some significance to that shot, but I couldn't figure out what the fuck they were trying to yeah, tell that us. Yeah, went right over my head. Yeah. Initially, yeah. And, but I knew there was something, because it's like, why would the camera be this up close on that terrarium? That's mm-hmm. weird. And then you get to the mid-credits scene. Zavanna is in jail, and he's scrub, uh, not stupid words. He's uh, scribbling these, um, these rune symbols all over the walls, trying to find a way to get back to the Rock of Eternity or somewhere. He's right. trying to use magic as he knows he's capable of using it to get somewhere. And we hear this voice that's like, ah, you think magic is only attainable through this? and You don't know anything. And you and I are going to go so far together. And he's like, where's this coming from? Lo and behold, there's a fucking worm with a voice box on his window <laughs> talking to him. Mm-hmm. So here's where I'm gonna here's where I'm gonna give Warner Brothers a couple of points. This is the kind of thing that they should be doing as far as breaking away from the norms that DC has followed for so many years. How many times have they gone back and said, we got to do another Batman movie? How many times do they say, we got to do another Superman movie? Even including the animated movies. Now, there's a ton of good ones out there. There's a ton of great ones out there. But those are not the only things in the DC universe. There are so many fucking characters they can do. Excuse me. And that includes villains. So, Aquaman was a step in the right direction. Let's bring Aquaman. Let's give him a solo movie. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's probably one of the most widely made fun of characters for decades up until the Jason Momoa film comes out. Mm-hmm. And this is what I like to see is that they're they're getting into those characters that people aren't as familiar with because they can lead to stories we haven't heard before. Right. I like that. You know, Marvel Granted, when they started the MCU, they didn't have all their characters because they had sold them off to a bunch of studios. They started the MCU with what was at the time considered to be Mm B-listers. And those B-listers became A-listers because of the movies and because of people's knowledge of them. They even started bringing in C-listers like Guardians of the Galaxy. And shit people just didn't follow as much. And that's, that's what I like to see that DC is trying to do. Two years ago... If you'd said, hey, what would you think about a a DC movie with Shazam? And at the very end, there's a reveal about an evil magic worm. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been like, DC's not going to do that. What are you fucking talking about? So this is the kind of stuff I like. I like to see the unexpected. I like to see the stuff that you're not walking into the theater sure that you're going to see. You know what I mean? Bring on those evil worms. Let's see how far we can take this, you know? Shit, bring the sandworm and Beetlejuice into it if you got it. Oh, <laughs> no, but that, that was refreshing because like, and it, it's, it's on two levels. That's one of the levels. But the other level is that me personally not having a lot of experience with Shazam in the comics. Mm-hmm. Now my mind is like, what the fuck is up with this worm? Like, what, where, right. where does he come from? What does he do? Why is this, why is a worm that you can crush with your boot such a threat? <laughs> like, you know, so I want to know about this kind of stuff. And that's the bring up these things that we haven't heard about, but stop showing me Bruce Wayne's parents getting killed in the alleyway. We know mm-hmm. it, you know. Show me new stuff. So points, Warner Brothers. You guys get points for yeah. that. So this is one other little thing that I just got to mention. It's a total fanboy thing. Um, a fucking Freddy called Superman soups. Uh-huh. I loved it. I loved it so much. That I mean, was of like, course, Freddie would be the one to call him. Soup. I know, and it <laughs> made so much sense. But like, I have been waiting for somebody in live action films to call him Soups, and maybe they did somewhere, and I missed it. 
But that was really cool to me. Mm-hmm. It's like now all I need is for fucking Joker to say call Batman bats. Oh god. And then, then we're good. <laughs> but uh also I just want to throw out there a shout out to Jaimon Hansu. Literally, he was just in Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. And a month later, freaking DC show up in Shazam. He's also in Aquaman. Ex- like, co- congratulations, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right? I think, uh, and I, the only reason I know that about Aquaman is from the uh, the promos that were coming out beforehand. He, I believe he plays the king of one of the races of people That's on, right. in the ocean. That's right. Yeah, he's popping up everywhere. Like, yeah. he's like super low key. We let him get slide in here a little bit. Yeah, right. You know, wizard, <laughs> just come and do that wizard for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's pretty cool too. And I think it's cool that there's not this... I mean, there's probably some kind of a deal where Chris Evans is not allowed to go play a DC character mm-hmm. because of how big he is in Marvel. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. But I like I liked the fact that, you know, you can have actors like him that can go and do all these different roles between both studios because it just goes to show you guys out there, it's not a fucking rivalry. You can like both. You can be a part of both. They're, they're, Marvel and DC don't think they're enemies, so you shouldn't either. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's all I got on the spoiler side. Um, if you have anything else, let's hear it. If not, I think I hear those Goldblum's rumors, a Goldblum calling. Just one more random thing that popped in my head as I was watching the movie. You know, at the very end when, um, he re- he finds his mom, his biological mother, and mm-hmm. he goes to talk to her. Mm-hmm. So at the very beginning of the movie, we have this. Uh, perspective from Billy's side of what happened the day when he lost his mom and right. um, he couldn't find her and all that kind of stuff. And we see at the very end of the movie, her perspective was almost, a compl- it was completely different mm-hmm. than what he saw or what he perceived initially as what, maybe three or four years old at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big lesson for a lot of people too. It's like we look at situations and we go through different things and our own feelings and we experience them on our own and we feel a certain way about them mm-hmm. when really it's like there's, if you're interacting with someone else and if you're in a relationship with someone else or whatever the case may be, there's two sides of that situation going on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're listening to someone from Billy's perspective, his mom sounds like the greatest person in the entire world. And when you actually see what kind of mother she really is, she was like, never a good mom. She's not even, the, I don't know if she's a good person. She was never invested in that kid like, at all. And it's like, I mean, granted, yes, people have terrible situations. Things happen you have no control over. But I, I would imagine it to be very, 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 very hard to be a mother, to see your child right there and to walk away from them for literally the rest of their lives with no intention of ever no explanation, no coming anything. back. Yeah, that's, that's just so mind-boggling to me. And it just shows... Like, yes, this is a fictional movie, but there are some... This happens. It happens. Yeah. Man, it's like you just really never know what people go through, man. Like, that's crazy. And that's the thing that's always interesting to remember. It's like, yes, it's a superhero movie. Yes, it's very not real. But I don't care how fantasy, sci-fi out there any movie concept is, the themes and the messages are always always translatable to real life Mm -hmm. and more times than not are often reflective of real life yeah so 
are we seeing people run around with super speed and flying around saying the word Shazam? No. But do we see these family issues in real life? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Every day. People see them. You know, I'm lucky enough that I had a family the entire time I was growing up. And I'm very, I, I realize that I'm lucky for that. And I'm very grateful for that. But I am also very aware that not everybody has that. Yeah. There are, there are so many ways that you don't think about every day that you may be more fortunate than one person, two people, a thousand other people. You know, there's so many things in our lives that are so different between everybody. And it's, it's always, it's, it's nice to see when movies can correctly take those things from the real world and put them into any kind of a setting and still make it work. Yeah. And even with that whole situation, it's like, granted there, the family situation wasn't ideal, mm -hmm. but let's take Freddie and, um, I think her name was Amy, the other sister, the, just the other children that were mm -hmm. in the foster home. They were happy. The perspective was completely different. It's about what you make it also. Yep. And it's like, yeah, Freddie is a partially disabled kid, but he's still, he's still witty. Mm -hmm. He's still fun. He's still... Like, like when he's getting beat up, he's like, they, they're like, you put a scratch on my truck? He's like, oh, yeah, sorry about that. You guys take these and flip them both, <laughs> flip them both off. Yeah, and it's like, it just, it's all about, but granted, he even says, you don't think I wish I had superpowers too? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of that thing. You have people that go around the world, like you take Billy, for example, where that chip on their shoulder, walking around, woe is me, move out of my way, I'm going to do what I want because life has kicked me in the balls. Mm -hmm. And you have other people who, yes, life has kicked them in the balls, but they put an ice pack on and they keep it moving, mm -hmm. you know, and it's all about how you look at situations also. And I think right. this also kind of threw that in there too, with the whole concept of family, mm -hmm. because it's like, we could look at the situation where it's like to be an orphan sounds like the worst thing in the entire world. When in reality, so I don't think Billy should have been with his mother. No, I mean, it's like, granted, I think it's a very unfortunate for him to have to go to foster home to foster home, but it's like, eventually, he got to a family where you get people who actually care about you, people that love you, people that mm -hmm. want to support you, people that will help you, things of that nature. You know, they're like, even the foster parents were like, all right, we know he ran, because they thought he ran away mm -hmm. when uh, he got his Shazam powers. But in reality, they were like, well, we'll be the first ones to take him back. You know, it's like yeah, kind of exactly. that whole thing of like, well, I'm not going to count you all just yet. Yeah. And it's just about that, like the whole thing about perspective, about dealing the playing the cards you're dealt mm -hmm. but not crying over them mm -hmm. and it's just like life sucks sometimes but yeah. it's all about how you look at it mm -hmm. and if i'll piggyback off that for a second getting back to the point um that i brought up earlier about the conflict between billy and freddie mm -hmm. so just like you're talking about freddie is a disabled kid um he looks up to these people that have superpowers wishes he could have superpowers he idolizes them all that stuff but you see in his in like outside of the home, you see what his life is like. When he goes to school, people don't want to sit with him at lunch. He's literally bullied. Yeah, he's he gets bullied. Like he is the handicapped kid getting beat up and nobody's standing up for him. Mm -hmm. So he's being bullied, he's being singled out, he's being uh outcast, uh, you know, when people are sitting together and here comes this new brother Billy, tries to make a friend. Yeah, there's resistance, but he's he's really trying to push. He's trying to bring him in. Then all of a sudden, he gets the Shazam powers, Billy does, and he needs Freddy mm -hmm. because Freddy knows about this stuff. And so now their friendship starts happening, 
But then the powers take off in Billy's mind, and that's when he starts showboating. Mm -hmm. And he goes out there, hey, everybody watch me shoot lightning out of my fingers for 20 bucks. And that gets back to the whole thing of like what you're talking about, how Freddy's like, you don't think I wish I had superpowers too? Like, I feel invisible all the time. Like, mm -hmm. can you even see me right now? Mm -hmm. And it's, 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 just, it's very powerful stuff. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like Billy got all that attention that subconsciously he was probably wanting in mm -hmm. his in the mother that he didn't have he got the attention all of a sudden everything was about him everything you know he's the center of it all mm -hmm. and that just wiped out everything on the sides in his mind and it took everything throughout the rest of the movie and the end for him to realize you know this is my family they're here with me forever and i gotta you know we gotta i gotta accept them they've accepted me why am i not doing the same yeah. So I thought that was really good stuff. If you don't have anything else, I have one last final thought. This <laughs> this is one of those things that it, technically I would consider this kind of a plot hole. But I believe it was Freddy. It was Freddy. When, when the sister found out that Billy uh, was Shazam because he didn't know how to change back yet. Mm -hmm. And Freddy's like, you can't tell anybody about this because if anybody knows that we know who he is, then we're in danger. What does he do for the rest of the movie? Walk down all the streets side by side with Shazam, mm -hmm. conversations with Shazam, collecting money for him. Well, I don't know if he was there during that part, but you know, he's there with him everywhere in public. Mm -hmm. He's posting videos on YouTube that are so easily traceable with IP addresses and it's like, bro, like, how are you not expecting everybody in the world to figure out that Shazam knows you? And then on top of that, that's literally how Zavanna got in to, like, figure out who Shazam was. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's like kids. I mean, it's like you tell your little sister, all right, you saw me take the cookies out of the cookie jar, but you better not tell mom and dad. Kind of that thing. But then it's like you eat all the cookies. Now you have a stomach ache and your parents are trying to figure out why you're sick. Yeah. And it's like kind of that same thing. It's like I get to enjoy this stuff, not you. Right. So it's kind of like how you do, how you, how you treat your younger siblings. Mm. And I think it's kind of that kind of situation where it's like, he, okay, me and, me and Shazam are cool, but you you don't know how to handle this just yet because you're the little sister. Mm -hmm. And I kind of got that kind of vibe okay. from it. And I think it's like he's a kid. He's young. We're in the age of social media. Of course, they're going to put everything on freaking YouTube. And, so he's traceable. <laughs> you know, and it's like they're not thinking of that kind of stuff. That's like that's like Batman doing like fucking video blogs from the Batcave without any kind of like security. Yeah, but again, people. <laughs> Batman is a grown man. Or like or like in the Batcave with all the Batmobile and everything behind him and he doesn't have his cowl on. It's just yeah, Bruce no. Wayne. I mean, you got 13, 14-year-old kids. I mean, come I on. Mean, I mean, I get it, but it was just it was just kind of funny to me how literally the thing that he threw at her for the reason why she can't tell anybody, he just kind of spat in the face of that rule for the entire movie. That's what siblings do. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got for spoilers. You know what that means, listeners. Indeed, you know what that means. It's time for the greatest, the best, the tastiest, those Gold Blooms rumors. Cue the music. All right, Gold Blooms rumors, we have arrived. 
So I am gonna get this out of the way right off the front and say I don't have a huge amount that I can speculate on, but I wanna talk about a little character. It's gonna be portrayed by a big man known as Dwayne Johnson. We're talking about Black Adam. So two reasons that I am excited for whatever they're gonna do with Black Adam. One, it's Black Adam. <laughs> and I have been, ever since, I don't remember how many years ago it was, but it's been a while since they announced that Dwayne Johnson was gonna be portraying the character in the films. Mm -hmm. They cast him, I don't even know how far along they were in plans with Shazam or anything, mm -hmm. but as, as far as I know, Black Adam was cast before anything with Shazam was planned. Who knows? But uh, one reason is, like I said, is because that character, mm -hmm. and I think that's an awesome character. We'll get into why in just a second. Uh, the other reason is because it's Dwayne Johnson, and I think that he he has. There's a lot of movies of his I haven't seen. Like for instance, I'm not into the Fast and Furious movies. Probably not going to go see that. Uh, what, what's the Hobbs and Hobbs and whatever the other name is. <laughs> <laughs> So there are, there are certain movies, I mean, those just aren't my kind of movies, so I don't care who's in it, I'm not going to go see it. But Dwayne Johnson has surprised me more times than not when I see him in a movie. And I know that you and I both love Jumanji mm -hmm. when we saw that with him and Jack Black and everybody. That he he is he's great. I think that he's awesome. Yeah. And I cannot wait to see him portray this character. And even there, there's a couple of reasons. Like, I can't wait to see him in a superhero movie. Like, have you ever seen a movie with Dwayne Johnson flying around, <laughs> shooting li like lightning out of his hands and beating the shit out of people as he's throwing them through buildings and stuff? Yeah. No, I haven't. Yeah, exactly. I, I haven't seen that like, one. <laughs> that's what everybody needs in their life is just him doing all that kind of crazy shit. So I'm super excited about it. And I'm not, you know, feel free. I don't know what you know about the character or how excited you might be about the fact that Dwayne Johnson's going to be doing this. I feel like I'm way more hyped up about this than you might be. But yeah, Dwayne Johnson is one of those people that I do enjoy seeing in films. Like going back to the Jumanji thing, um, I was pleasantly surprised watching this movie because, you know, I love the original movie. Granted, it wasn't necessarily the same story being told over and over kind of right. thing, but I was pleasantly surprised. And I think that contributed to a lot of the different actors in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, but Dwayne Johnson is one of those people that's always fun to see whenever he comes on the screen. You, you just never know. I mean, he could be something super serious. He has this weird little comedic thing he likes to his, throw his in there. His comedic timing is good. It's, it's really, really good. <laughs> it's like it's this natural thing. So it's like he's always someone that I love to see. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty... Considering the, and I will say this, look, watching Shazam and then just knowing the type of movies Dwayne Johnson has done in the past, <laughs> I kind of feel like he may fit into this kind of. Are you thinking, are you thinking the Tooth Fairy starring Dwayne? No, God, not, Johnson? maybe not that. But, <laughs> but, I can't help but always bring that up when we talk about him. Yeah, but it, it does feel like. If um if there were going to be a superhero movie, this would probably be the best one that he may be able to jump into and just yeah. seem like a natural fit. Yeah, it's I think it's going to be fantastic. And now granted, the tone that he's going to have, because he is supposedly still, as far as we know, getting his own movie, his own solo movie before mm -hmm. anything happens with Shazam. I would assume that that movie is going to have a much different tone than Shazam did. And one of the things that I'm most curious to see 
when they finally do bring these characters together is how those two different tones and ideas mm-hmm. are going to fit together in a movie. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just, you know, I'm really curious to see that because Shazam, like we've talked about in this episode is very much a family friendly movie, right? It's got its violence and it's superhero fights and everything, but it is, it is very obviously geared towards more of a family setting than any of the previous DC movies, not counting right. things like uh, Aquaman or really even Wonder Woman. But, um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm really curious to see that. I want, I want to know how that's going to match up. Yeah. And I want to know, it, like, is it going to be, are you going to have, like, is it going to be kind of like this was where The Rock is all super serious Dr. Zavanna style, and then meanwhile you've got Shazam, the 15-year-old kid a mile away. What? I can't hear what you're saying. <laughs> what? Are you talking right now? Like, <laughs> yeah. is, are they gonna, like I'm, I'm curious to see that. Yeah. But mostly, I am really curious to see the story of the character fleshed out because his... He has a really cool story in the comics, in my opinion, mm-hmm. where he, you know, and they, they kind of gloss over this in the movie during the whole holographic light show that, that Shazam gives Billy right before he gives right. him his powers. He's basically saying in a super vague way, he's talking about Black Adam, but he says, you know, we gave our powers to somebody that didn't end up doing what we thought they would with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe he mentioned that that was what led to the other wizards being killed. Right. Um, or uh, what was it? Uh, man, I don't know why I'm drawing. I don't know why I'm getting a little fuzzy on this all of a sudden. Basically, what happened is without mentioning the the name Black Adam, they told us that Black Adam was given the abilities. Then he didn't do what he was supposed to with them. I think they said he was the one that came and released the sins. And then yeah, he he was. And then when I I don't I don't know. I guess it was during the struggle to capture them and get them contained again, as well as stopping Black Adam. That's what led to the deaths of some of the wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now, at this moment, we don't know. Does this mean that Black Adam is in containment somewhere at the Rock of Eternity, just like Mister Mind was? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's like hidden behind some corner that is in a different room, and that's why it didn't get destroyed. Maybe he did get let out while Zavanna was doing all his shit there. You know that that's the kind of stuff we're not really sure because, like I said, they just kind of glossed over this. Or it could be a thing too, where instead of them necessarily, maybe he's not in captivity by their doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a thing where he saw that. Just strictly going based off of what um the the wizard spoke of in the movie, but maybe it's a thing of where he saw what happened, he unleashed all this horribleness on the world. It didn't work. The world still sucks, but it's not ruined as he, whatever he was trying to accomplish with it. Right. And maybe he just went off and did his own thing. Was like, all right, screw it, I'm out of here. And then he escaped into a whole nother realm or another world and is doing his own thing somewhere it's possible i think one of the things that i'm most curious about as far as how they're going to line like well it depends on what they do with him because like granted they gave us a little bit of history lesson it's very similar to the comics Mm -hmm. uh you know in the comics um he was given the powers just like billy was but he never turned them off Mm -hmm. so he's old as balls and he's basically at the point where if he said the word shazam he would die as soon as his powers turned off right um, what I'm really curious about is he's one of the, one, one of the things that I think is cool about his character is he's kind of like Dr. Doom where he, he runs a country and it, I, I think it's called, uh, it, I know what it's called. I'm just, forgive me if I'm not pronouncing it right. Kondak. 
It's over in the Egyptian area. Mm-hmm. And I, I could be wrong about this because I was kind of caught up in the visuals of everything with that whole holographic history lesson. What, did, what, did it, was it pyramids? Was there anything Egyptian looking there? Because I can't... I don't remember the specifics on that one, if I'm being honest. Okay, because the two things that I can't remember, maybe I got caught up in the fact they were talking about Black Adam and it took my <laughs> eyes off the visual stuff. Who knows? Ooh, color. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, two things that I don't know for a fact that were said. I don't know if visually they showed us anything that looked like Egypt. I can't remember that specifically. And I don't remember specifically if they said he is contained or how he's contained. Mm -hmm. So without knowing those two things, there's a little bit we can speculate on. As far as what I'm talking about with him running Kondak, he has this whole mentality kind of like, kind of like Dr. Doom does with Latveria where it's like, look, I run this country. I take care of my people don't fuck with my people and I Mm -hmm. won't fuck with you. And it's kind of one of those things where he's not a bad guy. He's not a good guy, but he'll, he'll be the worst guy if you fuck with him. Mm -hmm. And I'm really curious to know how much of his country is going to be in, in the movies. Like, so for example, um, how long did he have the, the wizard's powers before, he released the sins and all this happened. Mm-hmm. Did he have contact by that point? Is that where he's from originally? And did he ascend to the throne, so to speak, because of his power? If all of that is the case, how long has he been away? What's been happening with his country since he's been away? Mm-hmm. Are they, did they sort of get naturalized in with the rest of the world or are they still isolated doing their own thing? You know, um, cause that's, I'm curious about that because I feel like, as a character, the way he is in the comics, his country is that whole, what do you want to call it? The, uh, you know, like, uh, like let's talking about the movies, you know, you got Tony Stark and Pepper Potts. If anything happens to Pepper Potts, Tony Stark's dropping what he, what he's doing and he's going to stop it. Cause mm-hmm. like, fuck you for fucking with Pepper. Right. Mm-hmm. Kondak is like his Pepper Potts. Right. So it's kind of like the emotional attachment that he has to something that somebody can relate to as from an audience standpoint. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see, how much weight that is going to hold in the story and with him as a character. Mm -hmm. And I'm really curious to see if when they do uh, the Black Adam movie, is it going to be like a period piece that takes place thousands of years ago in ancient Egypt? Or is it all going to be modern day with like a little bit of history lesson thrown in? Yeah. So I'm really curious to see uh, all that. Um, I'm curious to see if you have any ideas on what might happen. Like how do you, how do you think you see, Shazam and Black Adam crossing paths. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did this thing almost like a prequel. Okay. Where instead of them telling the story of Black Adam after we already been introduced to Shazam, maybe going back talking about why Black Adam did what he did as far as releasing the sins on mm-hmm. the world. So maybe going back to his story as when the wizard gave him the powers, why, how it all came about. So maybe introducing it that way like kind of like the period piece like i'm talking about but yeah it's a weird way to say it but maybe not even that maybe even before um maybe before he's even well it will be before he even is a ruler of conduct of conduct if if that's the way the way that they're going to go with the story before that even happens i kind of feel like maybe they'll just talk about maybe go on more detail about that story that the wizard glossed over mm-hmm. and explaining as to why we have to find this man that's pure of heart and things like that. And then maybe, so 
I wouldn't probably not bring it up to speed as to telling the story and then we're all caught up and then boom here Billy is Shazam and this is what's happening but maybe just to kind of give us more of a in t- in detail look as to the first Shazam mm-hmm. um possibly and then to be honest I don't really have an idea as to how they could intertwine the two stories just because the characters are a lot different mm-hmm. I mean it's like Black Adam is a grown man with experience and you know stress he's literally then, <laughs> like really good with his powers and stuff. right and then you have billy who's a kid with a chip on his shoulder mm-hmm. and you know whatever yeah and acne or whatever it's like it's two different <laughs> it's two different things going on right with right. their you know just the natural people with these powers so i'm not really sure how they're going to intertwine the two characters together in a movie so that'd be really something interesting to see how they put them two together so i have an idea that just came to me so, well, sort of slightly. This is more an idea of what I don't think they'll do. Now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more as far as going back to, let's say, an origin movie for Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Based on the story we got, I don't think they're going to do a straight-up origin for him like they did with Billy. Mm-hmm. Because then you start running into all the same plot points that this movie had. For example, pretend that this movie... Well, don't, I don't, that's a weird way to explain it. So let's say you got a Black Adam movie. It starts out with him. Maybe it is hundreds, thousands of years ago, whatever. It's in Egypt. And he's a young kid. It's back in that society. Shows us his life and all this stuff. And boom, he gets whisked away to the Rock of Eternity and is offered these powers and takes it and comes back. Are we just going to end up with another fight between some some wizards with those powers and the seven deadly sins like we did in Shazam? Because mm-hmm. like that's where if they try to do that whole story about his fight against the wizards, I feel like they're retreading a lot of ground that Shazam just covered in a visual sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that I can see them doing all that. In my mind, as I'm sort of just trying to imagine watching the movie right now, I almost could see it being like, Maybe maybe his story, his origins are told more in flashback style. Mm-hmm. And I almost wonder if maybe he is contained, but what if it's not at the Rock of Eternity? What if what if they had to 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 imprison him somewhere where he would not be because I mean think about it. If he knows about the Rock of Eternity, he knows the sins are there, he knows all these powerful artifacts are there you don't want to keep him there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That'd be like if Batman decided to lock the Joker up with the Scarecrow and Two-Face in the Batcave. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to be a good idea. But maybe he's elsewhere and maybe Doctor Mr. Mind and Dr. Zavanna, whatever they're going to do. Well, but see, that'd be weird because this all kind of depends on when the Black Adam movie comes out too. Mm-hmm. So... It's like for a second I was going to say, what if they do something, Mr. Mind and Dr. Zavanna, where they go to get magic another way and it accidentally breaks whatever seal is keeping Black Adam back and maybe he's the mid-credit stinger for the third Shazam movie. Because I will say that I think that if they are going to do Shazam as a villain, I'm sorry, if they are going to do Black Adam as a Shazam villain, I think he's going to be a third movie villain. Hmm. Okay. That's my guess. That's only because, but you know, that does, that doesn't even apply so much anymore because years ago you would have thought the Joker would be the third movie villain for Batman, but there he was in the second one. And you know, mm-hmm. uh, so th- I guess that doesn't, I don't know if that really applies that line of thinking. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm but, not sure where they're going to go with it, but I'm kind of with you. It's almost, it's, it's kind of hard without knowing 
specifically what kind of tone or what kind of story they're going to do with Shazam, with uh, Black Adam, how he's going to be brought in to Shazam or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So a lot to think about, a lot to a lot to speculate on, you could say. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm just really excited to see Black Adam and especially Dwayne Johnson. I think it's going to be cool as fuck to see him in a superhero movie. So... Uh, outside of that, I don't really think I have much else to go on as far as speculation. If they hadn't shown the whole family, I would have said for sure that's going to happen in the next movie, mm-hmm. but it already happened, so I can't. <laughs> um, and I really just, you know, I'm not really sure where to go from here. I, I am pretty excited, though. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the next one just because of how much I enjoyed this one. Yeah. Um, what did you think? Last thought. What did you think of the... Uh, of the, the quote-unquote Superman cameo. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought that was another little corny thing he threw in there. I thought, I thought it, it was fun. I thought it was cool. Just I think Especially I'm, since they referenced it so many times mm-hmm. before in the movie. Yeah. And you can clearly see that this is Freddy's favorite. Yes. Well, Batman, maybe. Well, he loves them both. But it's like he has a deep love for Superman. Yes. And like, it's like huge I think, respect for I think it's guy. pretty fun that they just threw that in there. Uh, at the very end, I thought it, I thought it was cool, or I thought it was funny. Well, I'm sorry, I thought it was cool because however much time had passed between the end of the movie and that credits scene, it shows that Shazam has now met Superman. Mm-hmm. So, I would hope that means that if we see the two of them in a movie together, we don't have to go through an introduction phase. I kind of hope that counts as the introduction, sort of like Black Panther in Civil War was. We don't we don't need to be introduced to him; just start his movie. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That would be kind of cool. I thought it was hilarious that they showed every part of Superman except for the head. Mm-hmm. So it's like, who knows who was wearing that costume? It, it definitely was probably not Henry Cavill. But it was. I thought that was a really funny way to bring him in without having Henry there. And mm-hmm. just it was kind of a funny little thing. And you yeah. can see the look on Freddie's face was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just imagine Superman and Shazam coming to eat lunch with you at Jeez. fucking school. Oh my god. <laughs> Jeez. And then just imagine that like on top of that, on top of that what's going through Freddy's mind, he knows that he can transform now too. Mm-hmm. So he's just dying for a chance to get out there with Superman and go, "Watch what I can do." Shazam. Mm-hmm. You know, just like Flash was super excited to right. race Superman at the end of Justice League. Oh man, that's that's the kind of shit that I like. As a fanboy, I will always always have an appreciation for Easter eggs, tie-ins, references to other movies and characters so that kind of shit is always going to get me Mm -hmm. but that's our review of shazam the latest movie in the dc cinematic universe and like we said let us know your thoughts and your comments uh hit us up on twitter on facebook we've got a community on facebook we'd love to hear thoughts from all you guys that are listening what what do you think uh about what we think what do you agree with what do you think we're stupid as fuck about uh you know just let us know we want to talk to you guys See what you think about some stuff. Let's be nice, please. (laughs) (laughs) So with that being said, we're going to wrap this episode up. And Endgame is coming. Oh, man. Endgame is fucking coming. I can, the tears, I can feel them building up (laughs) behind my eyes. Like, Jesus Christ, I am going to be emotionally wrecked after that movie. And I cannot wait to review it. And other than that, if you guys have anything that you want to hear us review or talk about, or if you want to get in touch with us, you know, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. Let us know your thoughts, your hopes, your dreams. What do you want to talk to us about? Let's talk to each other. Throw around some ideas. What do you think we're right about, wrong about? All that good stuff. So 
Um, yeah, that's going to be all we have for today, and we will see you guys in the next episode. Stay classy, San Diego. Yeah. <laughs>